0: Welcome back to Time for Heroes podcast. This week my guest is Mark Sharp of Mark Sharp and the Bicycle Thieves. Coming from the same area as Lewis Capaldi and the Snuts. it seems only a matter of time before they become the next successful artist to come out of Whitburn. Having played all the notable venues in Scotland and a mini tour of England under the belt, I spoke to Mark about his career highlights to date. And what the band's plans are for the future. And as always, we finished with Mark picking his four heroes to come for dinner. Enjoy the show, guys, and I'll be back again soon with another episode of the Time for Heroes podcast. How was your gig last night?
1: Aye, uh, we did a wee. I uh, just like a wee pre-recorded set for gig in the goyle. Right. So you my did mate, that Aye, uh, we've played every year. It's actually the manager that, that um he works up in our gale holiday right. camp, so he does uh, he kind of puts that festival on. Uh, so I uh, we we play a brilliant
0: wee festival. Like, have you ever been? I've not been to the festival, but I've I've been up at the lodges two or three times with, with my mates. Uh it's really uh, nice up there.
1: Uh, she got for a festival, mate's mm. brilliant.
0: So when's that?
1: When is that? So no, not Saturday. That's
0: uh,
1: it up. we just got pre-recorded. I think there is bands like doing like uh, live sets up there, but right. they're only a certain amount doing it. And we 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 were only the all three like as a full band to go up. We've got other stuff on, so we just did a wee pre-recorded one at my mate's I Ended mm-hmm. up taking all the uh, all the stuff at the living room and that. Right.
0: So we're at. Whereabouts
1: is it? Is it in the hotel? that they do that? Uh, I'm not sure what this one is. They've got it's obviously the holiday camp, so they've got um, got a big hall in there. So that's like one stage, mm-hmm. and there's like loads of rooms and the wee castle. But right,
0: there's,
1: so there's a stage in there, and I uh, the wee hotel bar. But
0: right, used
1: to do like a wee acoustic stage in there. That was the first first time I played that. I did a wee acoustic set in there, like. It's a good atmosphere in
0: there though. Aye. I've done karaoke yeah, up there. I must have been the first person to sign up there. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Right, uh, I'm going to get it started anyway. Thanks for coming on. Mark. Uh, just tell us how we but a wee bit of insight into where you grew up, and how you grew up, and how you get into music. Aye, so I'm um,
1: brought on what's uh, them in West Slovene. And uh, aye, it's not the best place, but it's not the worst place either. Uh, it's got a good community about the place as well. So, and you can see now, especially now, like how good the folk are around here for about bands and that, and just like just support them, like for ourselves. And mm-hmm. it's not sluice and all that. Aye, uh, it's a great wee community. So, pick up the cup of everywhere. We all usually play gigs in Glasgow and that, but or wherever. I mean, even folk and folia's doing it in Newcastle and stuff. So,
0: yeah,
1: uh, it's it class. But I, uh, I brought up here. i just, I just always loved music. My mum and dad were big, like Elvis fans, Bowie, uh, Rod Stewart, and the Faces, and stuff like that. So, right, always brought up to really good, be really good music, really. I've just, just loved it, always. And when I was a kid, my, oh, I was games playing football, do you know what I mean? I was not... I, yeah. I enjoyed music, but I was not... I never like, picked up an instrument or anything like that when I was younger. Then. And I just enjoyed playing football and listening to tunes. And when I got a bit older, just gone to gigs. i just just like, been in about that kind of... Mm-hmm. What, what, what gigs were you going to? Because there was... I mean, back like 10, 15
0: years ago, there was a good scene... Glasgow and kind of West Lothian and all that because I used to go and see Apple Scruffs, Apple Scruffs, High Five Alive, uh, Dead yep. Sea Souls. Ewan Butler was always yep. kicking about with Apple Scruffs and all that, man. Right. So it was a good scene. I mean,
1: so that, that... That's, that's, the exact, that's the exact gigs I used to play all the right. time. My brother used to play guitar and that, so he'd get us into the gigs uh, for nothing. He'd, he'd usually be playing all the way Dead Sea Souls and all that. so... Uh, and they boys to work on as well. Good pals with Gary, uh, right. for them and aye. Uh, Apple Scruffs. I've actually got a kind of big hearts uh, LP. I
0: have got so well. I've got that as well.
1: I, I and I, I found it a uh, long ago, and I was at, I must have got like Johnny and all that to sign it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know whose signature. I don't know who signed it, like, but there's signatures on it. Uh, but I loved that tune and uh, they used to always play Bathgate at uh, Harleys uh-huh. Uh huh. and I uh, you would never seen it like it if you, if you actually Google or sorry if you just like go on YouTube or something and watch their videos for Harleys that's fucking mental man I've
0: watched them all I've watched all of them like sweat <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I sweat boxes. I'm sure I'm kicking a bit in one of them <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've got, I'll go back and have a look uh, I mean, I sold tickets to Ewan. I sold t- Bell and Sebastian tickets to Ewan, right? And at the same time, I was putting on gigs out here in Wishaw. And uh, mm-hmm. we drove, me and my mate drove to Motorola to drop off these tickets to Ewan. And I was, t- I was telling them about these gigs that I was putting on. I was trying to get um, Strawberry Ocean Sea. I was I says, I'm mm-hmm. speaking to their manager, trying to get them on the bill. And he's like, ah, "This is a drummer
1: here." It was, it was Kobo, but I aye. didn't fucking recognise. I felt like
0: right
1: fucking dick. I'm talking about this band aye. and I'm fucking <laughs> drummers
0: right in front
1: of me. I didn't know who he was. Aye, <laughs> aye. Our best pal, eh, Kobo and mm-hmm. But used to drum for us as well. Aye. Uh, we just first started that, and uh, aye, again, he's just diced in the road and that. So again, a good and a bit of good community with you.
0: Well, oh, well that's it. Well that that's the thing that I was gonna talk about. Obviously, the the sense of community with obviously the bands that are out there now, yourselves, the Snuts and Lewis and uh, Little look of volpe as well. So like I mean, you all, you all grew up together? Did you all go to school together and when did you uh, start no, we're all like kind of are diff- different, different ages, ages. but uh, and diff- there's like
1: there's a few schools on about run to so I think as were at Dithelands Lewis was at the same school as me um, but he, he's a few years younger mm-hmm. uh, same would be nuts. he was at Whitlam but I'm sure he went to St Kent's as well at one point probably got thrown out of school and ended up going there but now nah, I just forgot any of the, the kind of gigs at uh, Bathgate uh, and, like it would all be the same faces but as I say, like Lewis was a bit too young but he was still playing the gigs. I mean, mm-hmm. like I just started probably going to gigs when I was like 16 or something like that and he'd be he'd be playing. Like right. When he was like 13 or something so uh, that's mental to see how far he's came. Well, uh, the to thing see is what he's the... doing now for that it's when he's still. Mm-hmm.
0: The, the thing with it like all three years really he's all kind of He's all really talented, but he's are all kind of different. He's, uh, he's only so the same bands, you know what I mean? But even even like listening to like the three years in your careers, these have kind of all three years have evolved. You's, you don't sound the same yeah. as you you were when you started that. So uh, definitely. Do you think you take kind of the freeze kinda of take influences off of one another as well? Um
1: I mean, probably in a way you don't even realise you do, but I probably, but as you say, it's like the music's are totally different. Uh, and that's what's quite surprising as well, because you'd think if there was like a scene for one area, it would kind of be all the same kind of music. So it's not like, a, it's, not like it's a punk scene or like a rock scene or anything like that. It's just, it's just tunes, yeah. man. And, it's just musicians uh, kind of
0: supporting one another, really, isn't it? Aye. And I, I think. It's, it's good
1: to it's good to be different because you don't want to just see yourself as like just living off that and try to copy them and mm-hmm. hope that they can take you places. you got to do your own thing and uh, make sure you take yourself to that place.
0: Yeah. Obviously, I've been looking at your like past gigs and things like that, so there have been like, a lot of, um, of support and snub yeah. support, but you've done quite a few headlines. You, you seem to have played, like all the... Of- all the best places in Glasgow. You've played King Tuts, you've played like right through St. Luke's and all that. So St. Luke's um your headline shows like see like the St. Luke's one and that was that was mega. Um mm-hmm. what, what would you say is your best gag in Glasgow?
1: I'd say it was that a St. Luke's gag. Mm. Uh, I mean playing King Tuts was amazing as well. But that's just that's just that's it. just an actual progression. That's where you, you always if you I don't know if you, you play a few wee venues and that in guys and you go with king touch then you know
0: yeah
1: the next thing you do you step up every time. But like jumping for king touch to St Luke's was quite a big jump because it's like double size and, and it was quite nerve wracking. We decided to just go for that. Mm-hmm. I mean we could have done another wee stepping stone, but we, we decided to just go for it and. Again we must have we we sell that out in advance and that was that was a big surprise. And then you know, it's yeah. like where's next barrelance but that's that's asking an awful lot as well.
0: Well, you never know. It will no be it'll no be far off. See like the hang with St. Luke's like when I was going to gigs 10, 15 years ago, St Luke's was near it wasn't a hang. So mm-hmm. having that now, like the last I don't know, maybe Five six years when that's kind of it's a good kind of step between. uh definitely it's a different venue size in it. What about the uh, academy? Is uh, academy, uh, academy with, is academy smaller than Barrowland? So
1: I'm not sure actually. Uh, I can't. I don't if it's much smaller if it is. But
0: mm. or maybe uh, like the the ABC or something like that. That's maybe like. Uh, uh,
1: that no get bumped. That got bumped in, did it? Well, for, uh, that, that was. was, that was, was uh, that was that, that would been good to play there, but just before it did, that like the Snuts played there. I think they supposed to Sherlock's or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was good to like that was at that, and that was kind of good to see them playing on that stage. I really like that venue. Seen a lot of bands in there, so it would have been good to play that. But uh, unfortunately, yeah. it's no longer.
0: What about? But um... I mean,
1: Bad is a, Bad is a, that's a dream though. That's that's pretty about right, be yeah.
0: Oh, of course. I mean, the, bar, the Barrowlands, I've never seen a bad gig in the Barrowlands. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, what about uh, playing down south? How do you feel like the crowd take to you down there? Well, that
1: was the kind of... Well, we did a couple of uh, dates through Snuts. Uh, Try out where we play, like with Liverpool, Sheffield,
0: Sheffield, Sheffield. Sunderland. Aye.
1: Ah. Aye. Uh, and... Uh, so like that was a good experience for us getting it out getting outside Scotland and kinda of just getting my toe on the water done there and uh I tell us quite well. So we thought well, let's put our me tour to on and uh, we done Newcastle, London and Manchester and uh I they were brilliant. That was just before the pandemic obviously, but mm-hmm. uh I, I we, we might I, I don't know how we sold it or they shows it but because you don't expect to see it anywhere in it's in yeah. Scotland.
0: Do you kind of um, I know
1: that they, the no, they'll know you? Aye, definitely. I mean, it's hard to judge because you don't know if anybody's heard said you down en- there, but as I say, like, folk up here kind of followed us down as well, which was great. Mm-hmm. But, aye, uh, I, I I'm, I'm still puzzled to how they, they sold it.
0: It's the sound, though, is it? Because, see, now everything's Spotify, so... You listen to a band mm-hmm. and then there's you like this, listen to this. So that's, I mean, that's how yeah. I listen to a lot of bands, so it is mm-hmm. good for that, man. Spotify is good for some things, but I think like for that. Aye,
1: aye, aye. And that's, yeah. uh, you try to, when you're booking these gigs, you try to gauge, like, because obviously they can tell you who's, what, who's listening where and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So you try to find out through that, and I think at the time we were getting quite a lot in London and we were actually... I think most players were in, is in like Dublin or something like that, I'm sure. Right. Uh, so I think we need to get ourselves out there next. But, aye, uh, right, uh, we just chanced it. and Luckily, we have done it and it well.
0: So what, what one out of the, the three would you say was the best there? What sort of crowd? Uh, they were
1: all really good, man. I don't know what one side of the best. I think London was was uh, that we ended up get like, the guy recorded it, the sound boy there, he recorded it and put it on us. Mm-hmm. Luckily he did, because then we had something to put uh, out during the pandemic and that. But uh, Newcastle, for me, was, was quite a special one, because we, we had our mates, the, um, uh, the Northern Feds join us when mm-hmm. that. And, uh, it was just an amazing night. And it was the night before we were heads to Aberdeen, Mm-hmm. Uh, for Lewis gig, so we we're, were on a highlight and we you
0: know, were buzzing so I the Newcastle crowd's kind of similar to ourselves isn't it so aye nah, definitely plus if you go to a team of you there as well man, it would be uh, some carry on so <laughs> um, so then from that Newcastle gig that was the, was it the next day you played Aberdeen uh,
1: aye straight straight through Newcastle up to Aberdeen mhm and And Britain and all that that was a good good
0: laugh (laughs) what was the communication like in the way up there because obviously it was uh, this was the last gig before lockdown wasn't it so Mm -hmm. how far up did you get before you were worried you were turning back
1: we were quite nervous about
0: it
1: uh, like a couple of days before anyway it just I mind us when we were in London and that and it was like I mean the gig was packed, but the streets were quite quiet after mm-hmm. it, and you don't expect that in London. And I don't know. there was just that was just that nervous feeling, and then I, I, the old forum was meant to be that day as well, and that got cancelled. So like if that's off, then that's gigs surely off. Uh, but like just just making it through this day, and luckily it was on, and that uh, was unbelievable.
0: Yeah, what was it? What's it like playing a um, a crowd like that, because at be this point Lewis is a pop star, he's known kind of, it's a different mm-hmm. crowd so what was it like playing to them? Uh, it's a weird one because they're, they're definitely not there to see us, do you
1: know what I mean? But you do get the you do get the people that do go along for support bands and that as well and like, they get done early, obviously the front row not interested <laughs> at all they're doing their yeah. early tours but uh Nah, we we got loads of great feedback after that, and gained a few followers and stuff on social media. So, I uh, we were really happy how it went. But as you say, it's it's not the crowd you're used to, and but I don't mind that. Do you know what I mean? If 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 we gain any fans, then
0: yeah, it's well worth it. Anyway, yeah. it's a challenge, isn't it? As well, it's a challenge to kind of win people over. Mhm. Mm. Uh,
1: it's hard because like you just, I mean, within you then like get a sound check of that. So we're just going, just going for it and see how hopefully hope for the best type thing. And then obviously lewis got a big production behind it as well uh, when he comes in. So it's, uh, you think you, you do well and then you get him and you're like, ah. Mm. <laughs> Still got yeah. a way to go. But
0: no, it was an unbelievable experience. and
1: uh, But I'm grateful that Lewis asked us.
0: What's the script way? a gig like that, obviously, it's with your pal, but, like, um, he's got, he's that big at that point, You so do I mean, do you get seen him backstage, or that, or is it, kind of? Aye,
1: aye, 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 still would see him, aye, he's always, he's always, he's like, he's obviously hectic before, and after his gigs and that, but, he always makes time to come and see us, and that before, and then, uh, aye, we had a good party after it anyway, that's for sure, <laughs> the way, the way I think we all went we and locked
0: in with uh, a two week over anyway, so we wanted we wanted to do a bit of board, isolated. Right, uh, going back, the first time the first time I seen these live was um supporting Kyle Faulkner at the QMU. I've heard you talking on another podcast about that venue, man. That's like that's the first time I've been there, man. It's a cracking venue, isn't mm-hmm. um, Ah, yeah, it's brilliant. And I can mind. I went. I out for a cigarette. I think you should played a couple of songs, and I went out for a cigarette. And I was mm-hmm. talking to a boy outside, and he was through Whitburn. And he, <laughs> I was saying, I says, that's fucking band, man. They're really fucking good. I don't know the name of them. And he's like, Oh, that'll be Mark Sharp. But there, like there was I must have been busloads of eat that as well. And he Hi. he was. This guy was fucking raving about Luke Levault. That's who he was going on about. But mm-hmm. I, that But that's the first time I've seen you. And I, I was really impressed. And uh yeah. cover, he born Slippy, man. That was amazing, man. Aye. Um, yeah. When did... Like, where did that come from? Why did you decide to put that in? I know you've been playing it <laughs> for a while, but... Yeah. I'm not too sure to be honest. Uh, when I did like the acoustic shows and that
1: in pubs, I'd I'd play it, but uh, I don't know. It's maybe came for that. And we thought let's let's uh, try it with the band and McKennie. It doesn't even feel like a cover anymore because we've, we've played it that long. It's like mm. when we were doing that uh, that uh, Hyde Park live stream. We were like, "We should do a cover for it," and it's like we're already doing a cover actually. But it was that. So. <laughs> no, nah, I don't know where it came from. I, I, I absolutely love that song, and like obviously it's famous through uh, Train Spotting, and that's that's my favourite film as well. So, uh I, I, I think that that's probably where it came from. I, I can't actually mind. we've been doing it that long, but um,
0: right,
1: that's of to think that we're still doing that because I think we've played, we've played it at that King of touch gig as well, and that was that was a while back now. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but no, just like just going back to that gig, Kilfortnow, dropped Kobo was drumming that night, he missed, he missed sound check, and so did Connor, I think.
0: Right.
1: So we, we didn't get after the best start with that, but uh, I think Cobo ended up playing the gig of his life as well,
0: though.
1: Right. So I probably make up for being late, but yeah, um,
0: I think that was the first time we played Arnes as well. Right, but well, that's the hang as well, because all your all your songs, um, I think they all sound completely different from one another, which is kind mm-hmm. of you, you. never get a chance to kind of right, like, oh, that that's what they sound like, man. You you never kind of mm-hmm. pigeonhole yourself. That's what yep. I like about is, aye,
1: uh, that uh, that's always been the the kind of goal to do that as well, um. 'Cause like I know bands have their ain't sound and that and then that's that's fair enough, but like you kinda get bored for me anyway. I know I know people like to keep listening, to the, like they just like they like with the light type thing. But for me I like it when bands go out of their comfort zone and try something different and mm-hmm. mix it up. And uh, we always try to we try to stay true to us and no try and drift out too far, but just I just always mix it up right with, with each release and I think we've, we've successfully done that so far. So, mm-hmm.
0: so what what is the, the writing process with the with the band? Is it kind of do you come up with the idea and then kind of take it to them once aye. it's aye,
1: aye. we we're, we're always trying new things as well, we're trying new ways of writing. Um but like I feel like since since like the the lockdown and stuff like that, we've everybody's kind of been chipping into trying. Can you get mm-hmm. something? Um, so they'll send over all these ideas and stuff for that, and then I'll put lyrics to it or whatever, um, or I'll send them over ideas, let like them put their parts to it. So you're always trying. You have you have to try and find new ways because we're not in the same room to kind write together now. So yeah. it's um, try to do it all online and stuff like that. But we find the season a bit. Well, we'll get back to it again soon.
0: Yeah, the lockdown covers. You've done the Lockdown Covers album. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've been watching all the, the kind of releases on uh, Facebook and things like that, and then you brought it out as an album. But I mean, like the songs on that are also different as well. It's all kind of different styles, man. But mm-hmm. I don't think there's a bad song on it. I think you've smashed every one of them. Um oh, cheers, man. But there's one, one song, the look. That's like aye, aye, aye. different. Fae. that's like mega man. That's completely different for the, the rest. But see your mm-hmm. your new single, "Sink or Swim." Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of get that sound like the look. So right. I don't know if I don't know if that was some sort of influence there.
1: That... I
0: mean, there's a good chance because Darley plays
1: the keys and stuff. And he he puts the synth sounds and stuff on it. Aye. he's a big fanny. Who, who did a look song. So, there uh, probably is definite. He'll be buzzing that you've said that. Right, uh, it's really good. Man. It's a good but I uh, so there probably is kind of in that way. Uh, I don't really thought about it like that because it's like, aye, uh, uh, you're, you're, now I'm thinking about it, uh, you're
0: right. Hmm. I don't know, I don't know maybe if that's like a point or is to maybe the way ways are going to go, the soundies are going to go in the future. Mm-hmm. But, uh um, maybe, mate, maybe. I mean, it's
1: it's, it's hard to like any kind of pigeonhole what your your sign's got to be like. It's you feel like you're, you're you're progressing, but you you never really know what direction we're going in next. So, um, yeah. but you never know, mate, you never know.
0: Well, just, I mean, Mark, I like that tapitos as well. I've been saying that at work all day. I've been driving for after he'd throw you. I'm not, very, <laughs> I'm not a very good singer either, and I've got my earphones in. I'm singing photos just like what's he fucking doing? Oh, <laughs> brilliant, man. So, um, what's <clears throat> obviously the, the single was released like two was it two weeks ago? Aye, two weeks ago. Aye. So and it was sitting quite high up in the charts and iTunes at one point. When it, I didn't mm-hmm. look to see where it. Where it kind of settled up, where was that? Aye, uh, it got
1: uh, number one in the rock charts,
0: right?
1: And uh, it made it into number twenty on the UK official charts. So mm-hmm. that was that's something new for us as well. We we never experienced that before, so that, that's pretty good. We never pushed it either. I I not To be honest, I don't even know how how it happened. I think yeah, like there's something to do like pre-sales and and all that, but if you pre-save it and all that stuff but mm-hmm. I mean we never kind of pushed that we put a link there and it was up to people if they wanted to buy it or pre-save it or whatever so yeah uh, thank 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 you to all all the people who have done that because <laughs> uh, it's great it's quite cool to see you tuning in the charts like ah, he's done well man it's I mean it I like- just I think once you get a fan
0: base see when you're seeing you put putting it on Facebook if you've got a fan base you only need to put a couple of messages out and folk are looking for it because I was like, I was checking every, I was checking Spotify constantly oh, I've got the, the yeah. right sign for that so <laughs> and then Dictator was it Dictator brought out a song last week didn't he I he brought it aye tea, last week yeah so oh, are walking, or. you're all kind of you said taking it Spotify fellow of Whitburn aye <laughs> 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 Uh, so, what's next, like album-wise and things like that? Have you got any plans for anything like that?
1: Um, just depends when we get like proper get back in the studio. I think and see um, what tunes I've got. We're always kind of writing away in the background and got sitting on a few demos that were and a couple of tunes that we we've, we've um, started on in the studio. We need to go back in and finish. Um, so, I've got a mountain of tunes, but, I mean, yeah. I don't know, I don't know album-wise what's going to happen with that. I'd love to bring it on album-like, so, hmm. we'll see, we'll see. It's quite a cost of money, I think, though, so we need, we need gigs to come back so we can...
0: Yeah, but that's it. Gigs are what make easier money, really, isn't it? And my pal, yeah. I've got a pal, drummer of the La Fontaine's. And, oh, nice one. Um, I've actually got the other book
1: here, mate. Hey. A bit handy.
0: Aye. That's class,
1: stories, man. The stories that he's wrote. I was listening to a, bodca- like a podcast quality, haven't so, I? Did he hear Is
0: it, it Jamie? this Is it year? Jamie that plays drums? Aye. Aye.
1: aye. That's his stories in it in that book, aye,
0: mm. for a man. Is he, he bringing it to another one? He's bringing it his diary next year. But, oh, um, class. I forgot. Where, where's my Jamie foot there? Why was I saying then? I get, obviously... Listening to podcasts, I and mean, you'll know he's on building sites and putting fridges in shops and things like that. So, uh-huh. I mean, what, what do you do? How have you been managing through lockdown? Did you get other jobs or what?
1: Aye, well, I've worked anyway. Um, but I was just doing music, but I've just went and got like a wee part time postage job just to keep me going around right. so for the next, next few months, mate. So, so
0: uh, <laughs> what's that, way, Royal Mail? Aye, aye. aye. I, I,
1: that's where I work. I work for Royal <laughs> Mail. <laughs> yeah, it's only a, it's only a part of time, into, I think it's October or something. So, uh, I'm hoping gigs are back by then, so we can get but, back into that, man. Cause, I mean, it keep, keeps you going The know, like, gets yeah. out of the house and stuff. But that's uh, gets a wee bit of money in, but I need to get back into
0: the music, mate. Pronto. <laughs> so... Obviously, you're aware of the the podcast called "Time for Heroes," mm-hmm. and uh, see, you last week about picking four heroes for to come to a dinner party. Oh,
1: yeah. Aye, <laughs> aye. No, I was thinking about. I thinking about. It. So, is it like? Is does it have to be
0: uh, like yeah. dead or alive, or is it dead or alive? It doesn't be. It can be however you want. It could be. A family member, it could be a sportsman, it could be whatever you like. Right. So four heroes, right. and then you, as well as that, you need to tell me what you what your plan to meet them for dinner as well. Right. <laughs> well, I I'm a big I I'm a big fan of Italian food,
1: mate. So I just put a big spread out of pasta, pizza, kid, mm-hmm. garlic bread, bread share, all that, uh, some Nokia or something like. That. Something of quick, mate, so that
0: so as you
1: can get, enjoy uh, the, So as you uh, can get the swallow it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I'm thinking about I'm thinking Billy Conley and mm-hmm. Will Ferrell right. for the laughs. Could good get a hair laugh, and then we will need to get folk in for a sing. So George Harrison.
0: Right, that's a good genius. as well.
1: play, That's a good choice. He, he can play the guitar. Oh, I don't know. Uh, when need you get a good singer? Well, my favourite singer is Otis Redding, so... Right. Again, That'd that's a, amazing to hear him. it be amazing to hear him. Um, uh,
0: that, that's some squad,
1: man. Otis uh, I was going to say no Gallagher, just to Nippy Seed and...
0: <laughs>
1: just Because I quite like watching his interviews and stuff like that. So I was going to say him, but nah... Up to the, the two uh,
0: comedians and oh, you get some singer. carry on with these two, don't you? But Aye. I don't know. See, see you stick Billy Conley in a room with with M D L, like any other comedian. I don't think they I don't think they put no, a candle there. But
1: that's true. Right, we'll, right, we'll get we'll throw no Garker in there. And we'll go Billy Conley, no Garker, George Harrison, and, and Otis this other. Right, and we're that's all getting
0: it. Otis Redding, man, see
1: that album, the, uh, what is it called, it sounds blue. that's something, that's fucking yes. brilliant, that's uh, yeah, my favourite album, I'd say, he's my, my favourite singer, eh, it doesn't matter what mood you're in, that mm. album's just perfect, you can listen to any mood, man, because it's got everything, if you want to dance, it's got dance, it's got the dance tunes on it, and it's got, uh, it's got a wee greet, it's, it's got the tunes as well, it'll break your heart as soon as you open his voice.
0: Yeah. Well were you into him when you were younger? Uh I I, I quite liked him and Sam Cooke. Right
1: as well. And Aretha Franklin as well. And, well. I just love all that kind of soul soul music, but Motown and stuff. Um and I feel like I think as I say that on my mind, I'm a, a big Ross Stewart fans. I think Ross Stewart kind of he his voice off like, Sam Cooke and... Yeah. What was and stuff, so... guy, um, yeah, that's probably why I kind of dug a bit deeper into mm-hmm. that I kind of cataloging. I just, love, I just love the way that music needs a humour. Like.
0: Yeah, because, uh, I mean, like, I knew who he was, but I hadn't really listened to him. And it wasn't until, I don't know, about five years ago, there was a programme on Sky Atlantic, It's called The Quarry, uh, and they played... I noticed that song in that, and mm-hmm. they were playing it. A guy get the batter fuck at a guy, put a
2: right. under
0: a motor and crushed him or something.
2: Okay.
0: <laughs> and there's that. <laughs> That's the greatest song I've ever heard. And then like, I mean, uh, on that album and like the full album's brilliant. One, uh, What's can you write What song it was? Uh, it it was me, a slower one. I've been loving you, maybe I think it was that. <laughs> Because uh, as soon not, as, as really he, sure. starts, he starts I don't with that lyric, and as soon I as he, he like starts, I'll, 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 I'll send you, I'll send you, <laughs> send you, send line you line and then and then I'll cancel it and and put the right one in on the podcast. hi. You don't need to carry it. Thanks very much, for coming on. That'll be us, man. I hope you all enjoyed this episode of Time for Heroes podcast. If you would like to get in touch, the best way is on the Facebook page, Time for Heroes Podcast, or on Instagram at Time for Heroes Podcast, or Twitter at Time for Heroes P1, or drop me an email at Time for Heroes Pod at gmail.com. You'll find Time for Heroes on all podcast platforms including Spotify, Apple, Google and Amazon. Please leave a review where you can, share with others and more importantly, enjoy.
2: But the cold where stay